Monday, and you know what that means. Welcome to another exciting episode of Blood and Destroyers, an all-elite wrestling podcast brought to you by LevelDownGames.com, where we discuss the latest week in AEW excitement. I, of course, am your host, Brian. Joining me on the show this week, straight from twitch.tv forward slash crazed11, it is Dan. What is going on, everybody? What is going on, Brian? Please take a moment and do us a favor if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or whatever app that you've chosen to listen to us on and leave us a quick rating and a review because it really helps out in terms of search results so that our little show continues to grow. Dan, before we jump into All Out, which we're about to do, um, because this is, of course, our looking back at All Out review for 2021. We're still doing those and we're still singing that song. Uh, we're going to skip over the rest of the stuff because at this point it doesn't really matter right like everything that happened before all out doesn't really matter anymore so we're gonna not really talk about elevation this week there was two episodes of dark this week we're not really gonna mention dynamite we might as we discuss all out like call back to things that happened on dynamite rampage but I think for these review episodes, it just makes more sense to focus on the pay-per-view and not what came before, because as you'll see as we go on, what came before doesn't really matter. Like, the clock's resetting almost. (laughs) (laughs) Which is exciting. And Dan, as we talk about All Out 2021, by far, I hope it reflects it in pay-per-view by numbers. By far their best pay-per-view that they've ever done. I just want to give a shout out right off the start for that. Like, from top to bottom, it was great. Like, it was their best pay-per-view they've produced. And I think it's safe to say, I can't remember the last time a pay-per-view was that good for anybody. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you because we even we talked about it in Discord. You know, go join a Discord uh, if you have not because we were talking pretty much the entire, what, four hours yeah, so even the even the buy match show. was it was a yeah. long show, and the buy in was great too. So yeah, five hours the buy in match was fucking great. So you know some things had to get shuffled around um, because of uh, Pac and his traveling issues, but right, uh, which we will mention right off the start. We were hoping that there would be like. Yeah. A replacement for Andrade to go against for the show, but they didn't end up needing it. Like, no, they didn't. I think it was probably the right call to no, like. I agree. Just 100%. save, just save it. Like, yep. Instead of putting something together last minute, they're gonna do the match this Friday on Rampage. Just save it. That makes more sense at that point because what I thought they would do for Andrade, you know, they just they just decided to stack the end of the show. So yeah, fuck yeah, they did. <laughs> I mean, there's no way to there's no way to put it. Yeah, which was amazing. So yeah, as we uh, as we start talking about all out, we'll go ahead and start with the buy in. Which I like the way they do their pre shows. Um, I really do. Like it's so much more put together in terms of like a, what a pre show should probably be. Because when it starts, up until they show the buy-in match, which normally happens around, like, the half-hour mark, so the show starts at 7, so around 7.30 is when that match will get started. Maybe a few minutes before, a few minutes after, depending on what's going on. But up until that point, they just show video packages and, like, recapping the feuds and, like, explaining what's going on leading into the pay-per-view. Like, what an actual buy-in or pre-show should be doing. Instead of, you know, always cutting back to panelists talking and, you know, just sometimes randomly talking about nothing the way that, you know, WWE has always done their pre-shows as of the last several years. So I really like the way they handle this because you don't really hear live announcers until Excalibur and Tony Schiavone start calling the pre-show match. 
And this match, this 10-man match that they replaced, because the Battle Royal was supposed to be, the Casino Battle Royal was supposed to be the pre-show. And then when, as you mentioned, Pac had some travel issues um, and that match got kicked, they moved the Battle Royal to the main card, which... You know, when we talk about the Battle Royal, I think that would have been a crying shame if that would have been on the pre-show. Like, No, yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, that was main card material through and through. So, I think this was a much better buy-in match. And in this, we had a, a 10-man tag. We had Best Friends, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Wheeler Utah, and Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus taking on the Hardy family office, which consisted of, in this match, Matt Hardy, Private Party, and TH2. And I really enjoyed this match. Like, I think thinking back through all of the buy-ins since they've started doing pay-per-views, I think this was probably the most entertaining. No, it was. I mean, there was a lot of great spots, a lot of action. Like I said, usually, you know, not we the don't most really... technical. No, no. I mean, but if it was you just... think back to like Riho and Serena Deeb at Double or Nothing, that was a, like a really super technical buy-in Correct. match and great in its own way. This one was full of nonstop action. Oh, it was insane from like start to finish. It was just insane and just, I don't know, just a good way again to kick off the night, to kick off the show. Crowd was on fire. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. They never cooled down. Even, Even for matches that you would think they might cool down for, like the Battle Royal, they didn't cool down for. Like Paul White's match, they didn't cool down for. This Chicago crowd, you know, hats off to the entire crowd because they were on fire the entire night. The chants were perfect. Um, They weren't, like, overzealous. They weren't overdone. They made sense every single time. I love how often they pulled out, like, a, you know, fuck you chant or a you fucked up chant or... Yeah. (laughs) Now, they were, as far as as crowds go, I mean, they were really on point. I think Tony Khan and just AEW in general just did it smart with how, you know, having Punk coming back and all that and having this in Chicago because they know Chicago, you know, is typically... Great for shows, you get that crowd reaction. I, I really think, man, they got real meticulous and real smart about how they laid this all out, and I think it was just brilliant. They, it's like, I mean, Chicago, if Jacksonville wasn't their home, would be perfect. Correct. Like, if yeah, they, it's if like they their just second ho- home. hovered around that area or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like they've cultivated this diehard, amazing community around AEW and like they're thriving dude and it's doing so well and it's not gonna stop like it's only going to get bigger and bigger especially as we talk about like you know the ramifications of the end of the show like oh the tides are turning Brian I can only imagine the tides are turning I had as I talked about last week on the show you know I'm living in a new uh, place shout out to my friend Justin who may or may not be listening to the podcast um he was down here for the main event he didn't get home until the main event was starting like he walked in the door pretty much as the you know penultimate match was finishing up and he's like hey come upstairs and I need some weed and I was like okay so I run upstairs real quick because that match had just ended and I knew I had like a solid three and a half minutes or so of, of a video package that was going to play before the entrances started for the main event. <laughs> yeah, true. So, yeah, true. so I ran upstairs with, with, uh, with my bong and I was like, all right, all right, sorry, but go outside. 
And uh, he came back and uh, I was like, come watch the main event with me. And he came downstairs and was literally blown away, dude. Like, was just absolutely blown away by the atmosphere, by the way that the crowd was reacting, by, you know, this was his first time seeing Kenny Omega. Um, which when we get to talking about this match, my God, um, it was just the atmosphere. I guess I'm going to go back to that word, which I just used that they've created and have manifested within AEW. It's so special, dude. Like when Justin was down here, he kept, he kept saying like, he's like, man, this is like the attitude era all over again. And I was like, I know we've been saying that for years now since it started. Yeah, it's I mean, it is you, you, you're getting you're getting crowds are actually into it. You know, they're not bored to death. And I mean, that's what's great is when you can get that crowd reaction, whether it's a shitload of cheers or a shitload of booze or just like you said, the many chants they go on when the crowd is into it, invest into it and they're not using, you know, certain matches for for piss breaks and and whatnot. Uh, that yeah when when the crowd can add to that atmosphere the wrestlers feed into it man the the commentators feed into it i think shivani was just the this little jabs and everything during and man i love shivani on the mic today uh Comment, commentary, commentary was really good jr did make some mistakes um, he did uh, yep. just yeah yep. <laughs> i mean J- it's JR, just jr yeah. just you know making making jr mistakes at this point but that's okay uh you know that's okay um anyway the uh, best friends and Jurassic Express did win that match. I don't think we ever said that. Um, no, we didn't. We got sidetracked, which we might do a few <laughs> times in this recording. But uh, yeah, incredible match, incredible spots. Uh, the you know like the the swimming pool chicken match between Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and uh, yeah, that was fucking so cool. that was that Just, was so yeah, cool. Dude. Uh, yeah, like stuff. I loved it. It was it was incredible. And at the end of this, we had the return of. The Butcher, who looked great, dude. Yeah, he's looking real good. He definitely lost some weight. Yeah. Um, he's been away for, I think they said seven months. Seven months, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember if he was injured or... I'm going to say, yeah. Did his band go on tour? Because I know he well, plays with a band. Correct. Yeah, he's um, like a bassist or something. Yeah, so I don't, I don't really know... Um, but I obviously, you know, we've we've seen the blade running around with the bunny and them doing their shenanigans over the past couple months. I think with the butcher back, like it was sorely needed for the blade. Like, of course, right? He just felt out of place. I mean, we had the we had the brass knuckle thing going between yeah, him and I mean, the bunny, but like, but it's what I what I like, and we've mentioned it so many times that AEW does is that you know in in WWE if a if a tag person or their partner gets injured or goes away or whatever for X amount of time, the other person suffers from it. Here, that doesn't happen. They found something for him to do, even though it was just, you know, brass knuckle, silly type stuff with, you know, his wife. Um, But I'm hoping they can get back into the tag division and, like, do some damage because they're pretty good. Oh, yeah. Really together. And, yeah, yeah, I really like, uh, I like the Butcher's gimmick so much, dude. I do. The way he just fucking stomps around the (laughs) ring, so... The dude's a tank. Yeah, I love it. So glad to see him back. Um, and yeah, this was a a really great to start the night match. Yeah, great yeah. start to the night. Weird time stalling after the match. Don't know why. It was. I, it was very yeah. like yeah. It was very awkward. That's yeah. that would be the downfall. Is like, I want yeah. I, I want to know what the story is behind that. Like, did the match not go as long as it should have? Like, did something happen and you know they ended early? They forgot to do something. You know what I mean? Like, because the match itself yeah. is nine minutes. 
25 seconds according to Wikipedia. So um, I, I feel like they stayed out there and like pandered to the crowd and, you know, kept going in, out, in, out of the ring like several times over the course of like, I, I swear it was like four and a half minutes or something. So it was really weird. But yeah. Yeah, that that was a little awkward. It was like there was something. Yeah, you're right. Something was yeah, missing. Like the but, match. Uh, like I said, the match was short or something. Like they forgot to do a spot. I don't know. Um, I'd be curious to know the story. But anyway, we'll jump to the main card. Which even though Andrade and Pac wasn't on the show, it was still stacked. And there isn't a single match. No, I take that back. There's one because it would ended up being a squash match. But Dan and I are just looking at Wikipedia for for this review. And there isn't a single match that was under 11 minutes, which is fucking phenomenal, dude. Yeah. Like, again, comparing it to other companies' pay-per-views where you'll get like five, six, seven-minute matches throughout the entire night. I can't wait to get to our star rating for this show. (laughs) Match number one. For the TNT title. I I love the way they started off the night. Sev had this backwards, and I love making fun of him for that. Sev, you suck. I'm glad you got that wrong. Uh, for the TNT title, we had Miro defending against Eddie Kingston, who was so over in the Chicago crowd, dude. Like, they were solidly behind Eddie, and I loved it. And I gotta say, I love Miro's theme. Like... Oh, yeah. The horn coming out. It is. It's yeah. gorgeous, dude. Like... It is just gorgeous. That theme is great. That title is so gorgeous too. Like that is, I love their titles. Like the way their that title looks. The yeah, we just world need a title. few more titles. We just we need, just need the trios more. titles. Yeah, we need three yeah. more we'll trios. Need something. Because <laughs> the roster's getting bigger, Dan, and the titles yeah, are staying the same. <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting packed. We gotta figure something out. Ah, uh, thirteen minutes twenty five seconds for the TNT title match and I gotta say this was a fucking awesome way to start the main show like it was so hard hitting I knew it was gonna be right like you got Miro you got Kingston they're gonna beat the shit out of each other but I wasn't expecting how hard Kingston was gonna go after Miro like Miro's chest was wrecked dude oh dude yeah (sighs) um the chops you you know they're kind of focusing (sighs) on like Miro's kryptonite kind of being like the neck you know like chest neck area so they were really hammering that home but yeah those chops with Miro's chest I I can't imagine he's probably putting he's gotta be putting some aloe vera on that shit right now (sighs) my god that's gotta burn dude that would burn (laughs) I mean it was literally because like Miro's like a tan dude anyway. Yeah. And that red that was showing up through that tan, like, holy shit, man. He was taking some licks. That is for sure. Yeah. This this match was way better than I thought it was going to be, dude. Like, I knew this was going to be a good match. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. Like... I'm glad it was too. Like, no, nah, me. I mean, me too, man. It was, uh, you know, I love, uh, I love a, a face Kingston. I don't know what it is. He can play heel so well, but I feel like he does so much better. There's like that comedic part to him, man, and I just, I love it. I love what they're doing with Kingston, and yeah, I don't know where he goes from here, but I really hope they keep him relevant because I, I love seeing him in this. So, um, yeah, just, again, a great way to actually kick off the pay per view. With this I, match. I love how many near falls Eddie Kingston was able to get in. And oh, I, yeah. I love that they had Bryce Rebsberg refereeing this match, dude. He, I he, I think, did he, I think he may have counted three. It was really close. The crowd thinks he did. Uh... <laughs> It was really close. Well, I I'm not oh. I might I might have missed that yeah. because I was having some issues. Yeah, with you were having some the, technical issues at the start of the show. 
Yeah, you know, shout out to Comporium and their great fucking internet they have. Um, uh, so yeah, it was it was being a pain in the butt. Yeah, but, but the crowd was all over him at the end of the match, and I just love the way he deals with it. No, love, right? He was actually acknowledging the crowd. Like I yeah. love like you. Most refs usually wouldn't, you know, they'd kind of yeah. tuck their tail. But he was I mean, kind of owning got it. A, they even got a fuck you ref going on. Like, oh, yeah. oh yeah, I it mean was, yeah. Again, this, this crowd, crowd was again. Yeah, yeah, they were rowdy. They were wound on up. Fire, hostile. Uh, it was the entire night. Like it was just on fire. I probably will rewatch this entire show. Like. At some point over the next week or so, I probably will rewatch this show. Like I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Actually, I, yeah, I mean it was it was that good. Yeah, like I'm looking forward to seeing it again and like just seeing the stuff that you know maybe I looked away for a second or whatever. Like just you know, every time I rewatch things, I always catch something different. So. Well, and there was a or, few or times where you know we'd be talking in Discord. You right, know, we like were typing trying to in chat. Discord, yeah, I might be looking exactly. down. So yeah, not doing that for a rewatch. So. Yeah, you're right. But uh, Miro did retain his title, and I think that was the right call. I mean, as we predicted, I thought that was the right way to go. And I'll be excited to see, like, where he goes now. Who's next? Yeah, right. Goldberg? Who is next? Who's going to step up? Uh, I don't know. Goldberg? No, fuck Goldberg. Is contract up yet? No, because he's supposed to be having another match <laughs> this time. Elite? No title match against fucking <laughs> Bobby Lashley. It's Everybody else dumb. is all elite. Is he going to be all elite? It's, he should be. It's dumb. No, I'd quit watching. This podcast <laughs> would not exist. I'd somehow delete it. <laughs> Take it off, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll be looking forward to seeing who's up next for a title shot for the TNT championship because man it could be anybody at this point like yeah I mean it really could man I didn't yeah I, don't I know. really could yeah. I don't know who it's gonna be so nope I'm looking forward to finding out who uh next up we had singles action we had John Moxley taking on and defeating Satoshi Kojima and an Excellent match, dude. 12 minutes, 10 seconds, according to Wikipedia. Um, Got to shout out Moxie's, uh, Moxie's entrance again. Like, I, I said it in Discord again tonight. <laughs> wow, just thing. reminds me so much of ECW Sandman. Like, it makes me so happy seeing it every single time. I love it. I absolutely love it. And the crowd was, I want to say, 50-50 for this entire thing. Like, Satoshi Kojima had way more support than I thought he would have going into this. And that was awesome. And I think that's because it was in Chicago, which, again, I'm glad they did this match in Chicago. And the end of the match stuff, I don't think would have worked anywhere else but Chicago. So I'm glad this all was in Chicago. <laughs> like I said, I think they did it really LA. smart. I don't know. Maybe L.A. Uh, would have. True. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. They did it smart with, with having it in Chicago. I think it was the, the right move. Um, but no, uh, yeah, I, you're absolutely right. I was got a little shocked to to see the crowd 50-50 on it, but yeah, they were eating it up. Um, uh, a Hard great match. match once again. Like, oh, geez, yeah. Two guys just beating the shit out of each other. And again, yep. we got to shout out Mox, who literally last night, Saturday night, won the GCW title <laughs> I, from Matt Cardona. I didn't even know that. I <laughs> did not. When you tagged me in Discord, and said, I was like, holy shit. And my wife's like, what? And I'm like, hold on. And I was watching the video. I was trying to get it to like where I could you know not have her all the actual match yeah yeah so to you know to see the hooded dude and and act get the john moxley's mannerisms and i was like holy shit so i showed her that she's like are you kidding me she's like so then obviously we talk you know about him winning that and now gonna have a match against nick cage like that's gonna be a crazy match because like john moxley after mox won the title and like i mean it's gonna happen and it's gonna be 
insane. <laughs> it's going to be insane because John Moxley loves that shit. Like he loves those. Like I would hate to be. Uh, I almost wish they would do wife. it in AEW, but yeah. I know they probably won't. No, it's going to be too crazy. Like I mean, it is. It's it might be even be too wild insane. for AEW pay per view. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it probably is. I mean, they, you know, yeah. I mean, they want to be careful with that, obviously. But yeah, holy shit! I can't believe John Moxley's the GCW champion. Yeah. So like. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, when you tagged me in Discord, I I I was shocked. But I love that. Like, no, me too, man. I mean, that's what like that's what I think is about this professional wrestling right now. I don't even know if WWE counts anymore. It doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't. Professional wrestling kicked. is so exciting right now. Like AEW is so exciting. You have these small ass promotions like GCW thriving because of the success of AEW. Like Impact is doing great again because of the success of AEW. AEW has done so much for professional wrestling in such a small amount of time. And we didn't even mention during the buy-in that Dan Lambert was there again. With, <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. We didn't. With three UFC people. Uh, I don't even remember who was there. It's two, I think, were there last time. Yeah. And then some new dude, but I, I'm not familiar with the UFC. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page were up there as well. And I thought they would get involved. Like, they Me put too. The, they put the entire, like, we're, your guys are on notice. We're going to kick some ass tonight. And you, they did nothing. Like, yeah. <laughs> They didn't maybe do they anything. Wait Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they show you right. Yeah, which gotta imagine Mox does something crazy in Cincinnati. I so. would absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna maybe who knows. McName Nick Cage shows up. <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be yeah. great. Um, but yeah, Mox did defeat Satoshi Kojima. An excellent match. Uh, I love the pre-match bow that Mox did. You know, showing respect to Kojima, who, you know, Kojima is 50 years old dude like <laughs> yeah and he could still go like it's so crazy like new japan they wrestle like well into their 50s and they do great and they don't look that old and they like no it's just it's so great like i love it i love new japan and i love that they have this partnership because after the match we get one of these holy shit moments I know somebody you're not familiar with. Yeah, and I, it sucks that it, I could. And, it sucks I missed out on that, that. You know, I was gonna say it sucks that you didn't get that. Like, yeah, I didn't this, get this that. This was an shit. incredible moment for for people that are familiar. But like after the match, we get a familiar theme for anyone that watches New Japan Pro Wrestling, and uh, which is Kaze Ninare Minoru Suzuki shows up out of nowhere, who himself is 53 years old. And is this, like, dude, king of, like, one hardcore wrestling, man. He is insane. He is nuts. He's crazy. Look at, look at his haircut, dude. He's, he's just, he's yeah, insane. A, that was a crazy haircut, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he is just one of these psychotic, sadistic, doesn't give a fuck type of characters. And is super, like, strong. Like, you know, that strong shoot cat style wrestling that Japan, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura type stuff that they oh, yeah. are yeah. are so familiar for or famous for. Um Minoru Suzuki is great at it, dude. And he is so over in Japan. And I'm so glad that this Chicago crowd knew the lyrics to his theme. Like they knew exactly what to scream and when. And it was perfect. And then him and Mox just in the middle of the ring, slugging it out, smiling back and forth at each other like crazy son of bitches. Like it was just, it was perfect, dude. 
It was perfectly booked. Uh, yeah. Again, uh, you know, not being familiar with New Japan wrestling really does. It really, it's starting to. It's beginning to show that it's hurting me because it, it does suck. Like everybody was going crazy in Discord, and I'm like. I don't know who this guy is, so, <laughs> you know, it's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, again, this is the nice thing about AEW, you know, have, knocking the doors down and all this stuff, you know, is that I can start to get familiar with these guys. Um, and, and this is a match that'll likely be at an AEW show. Like, correct, exactly. Because they're doing it here, they're not going to, yeah. like, then go do this match in Japan or something like that. It's likely going to yeah. be at All Out or something, or I'm, I'm sorry, at Full Gear, which... Yeah, so- we got to mention, up. Full Gear has been moved. It was supposed to be on November 6th, Saturday night. But there's a thing going on, right? There's, there's a two big... things going on that night. Okay. There's like a big uh, UFC event that night, and there's a big boxing event that night. Okay. So later, like in, uh, during the show, they actually announced that uh, Full Gear is actually going to be the 13th, the following week, which I don't think there's anything that night except now Full Gear, which is probably smart. I mean- you know, go full unopposed. gear, and I might be holding my son, dude. I mean, that's how like I know. crazy he yeah. might show up because uh, his birthday, his due date is what the tenth. Yeah, my, my yeah, wife's due so on the tenth. You might, man. How long do you have to? I, I've not had kids. How long are you? I mean, you guys stay a couple days. I know at least. Well, no, with everything going on, I think it's like we could literally be in, in or do and they out. Just in a day. like fucking kick you out now. Yeah, unless my wife has a C section, then they might keep her in there a little bit longer, but. If she just has it naturally, I think we'd literally she be in and out. She just plops it out. You guys walk in. They sew you <laughs> yeah. up and walk out. <laughs> exactly. Boom, bam, boom. <laughs> Take them home. Clean them off at home. Exactly. Cut the cord yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah may as well go. just do it in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> could oh, watch, we could watch the pay-per-view while you deliver your son. That'd be crazy. <laughs> be a memorable show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Never forget that full gear. I'm looking forward to uh, to Mox and Suzuki though. It's gonna be great. I I can't wait. I wish Mox would have came out with a GCW title though. Me like, too. We, we yeah, mentioned that I, in yeah. Discord. We, yeah. we mentioned that, and, and I do wish that he would have promoted it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like that he was the champion yeah. or something. So I think that was uh, I think that was cool. Next up, we had the AEW Women's Title on the line. I was surprised this match was so early on in the night. Yeah. We had uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defending against Chris Statlander. And this match went, this was the shortest match of the night outside of a squash match on the show at 11 minutes and 25 seconds. That's super fucking impressive, dude. Yeah, Because yeah. this match was, again, excellent. Like, we were four for four at this point, including the pre-show of the crowd chanting, this is awesome. And I'm fairly certain they chanted it during every single match except for Paul White's. I think you're right. Yeah, I'm fairly certain every other match got a This Is Awesome chant, which is incredible. Like, and I agree with that. I think every match outside of Paul White's was awesome. I really do. <laughs> no, I agree. I 100% agree. I mean, it was just they kept the level up. Even with the matches that were a little bit slower, the level was still kept. Still like, the exciting. wrestling was still great. Yeah, yep, exactly. Like there the was battle some storytelling. Royal. Great storytelling. Yeah. Like the Battle Royal, which we'll talk about here shortly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll just save it. But that was probably like one of the slower things and it didn't get boring. So no, it was awesome. Yeah. But I love again, just how close Chris Statlander kept coming. Like there were times you would believe, man, she could like, you never know. They could pull the trigger. You yeah. never know sometimes, especially because they put this on before the battle Royal. That meant anything could happen during the battle Royal, which we find out it does. So I think it was, it was a bold move putting it on this early in the night. And man, Britt Baker, 
I don't think there's ever going to be a time where she's not over with a crowd at this point. Even though, you know, as the match went on, you know, she does her typical heel tactics. The crowd will get on her for that. You know, they start getting more behind whoever she's, unless it's Red Velvet, who, can we just mention, they have to uh, to intentionally be turning Red Velvet heel at this point, right? Like I would imagine so. I'm getting those vibes for sure. After after the blue sky or the sky blue, sorry, sky blue incident, blue sky, yeah, no, Sky Blue, after that incident on uh, on the special edition of Dark Saturday night, and then, like, what they did with Britt Baker and her in Pittsburgh, like, and she was even kind of, like, being a heel during the Sky Blue match, so they, like, have to be intentionally turning her heel at this point. If not, then I don't know. Yeah, don't she's know. been getting, like, a, just a tad bit attitude and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, she's yeah been you can just see a little change. And yeah. Especially in, like, her mannerisms with her face, and, like, I don't know, there's just, there's something thing going on there but um this match was great yeah i love it no I, I, it was and like that's what uh you know you're talking about that we there was a few times where we felt like chris Strat- stratlander could win it and i liked it again we're, there's nothing it wasn't like too predictable there was a few times where it was like holy shit i thought chris chris stratlander won it right there you know like that's what i love about this man is like Eddie we Varsity's, both predicted Britt baker and yes that made the most sense but they could change it you never know yeah so correct so that's what i like about this is you're literally there's there's curveballs and, and i love it so yeah this again was another great match and uh it does suck because i hope one day we we do get a chris stratlander she deserves know, title a title run, run. she does 100 she's excellent she is excellent she is by far one of the best i think female talent that they like brought from the indie scene that hasn't been on a main stage before no i agree yeah i love what they're doing uh and i just love her the the her gimmick, character the look yeah. everything yeah. yeah yep it all works yep. she even got uh, she even and she, booped and she fits in nose. she did no she, she did yeah. and she fits in with best friends yeah like, yeah that it that was surprisingly like, works right you know I agree I love it and I like that Orange Cassidy was out there with her during this match because you know Britt had. And he Gene yelled hair. at her. He he's did. like, get in the ring. He did because she was at like the count of eight or something. And he's like yeah. stressing out out there. And he doesn't want to, he, you know, he doesn't want to get involved. He doesn't want to like pick her up and roll her in or whatever. So he doesn't want to get involved. So he like takes his glasses off and like sighs. And then he just starts screaming at her. And I, dude, I loved that. Like uncharacteristic, but. Correct. Yeah. Sh- just like. Shows that he's a person. Yeah. Like, you know, you have a burst of energy because you want your friend to get in the fucking ring and not lose yeah. the match. Yeah. Yep, no, I loved it. You know, trying to wake her up type of a thing. Yeah. Um, Jamie Hader, man, she is excellent. She is climbing my list of favorite females. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah. Yep. She is excellent. And I hope that she splits from Britt Baker eventually and they like have an excellent feud or like, oh man, I I just reminds me a lot of Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Yes. Yeah. 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 I could see her like turning on Britt Baker and then we could get a title match out of that. Like Diesel turned on. No, or did Shawn, I can't remember. Who turned on two dudes uh, with attitude? Who turned on who, Dan? Who turned on who? I don't know. I don't fucking remember. It was 1995. Yeah. It was almost 30 years ago. My God. That's insane. 26 years ago that's insane god did that just make me feel old (laughs) but we'll find out where Britt baker's going after um after the battle royal which will be exciting but yeah this was awesome great match really enjoyed it can't think of anything else no on i was surprised this was next i couldn't believe this 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 well this couldn't have main evented well no not with everything that went on this couldn't have main evented 
So this is probably why it didn't main event. Right. However, it would have made more sense to go on right before the main event because it was by far the match of the night. Like, match of the year, probably at this point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. it eclipses my match of the year previously, which was Kenny Omega and Ray Phoenix from back in January of this year. Um, that match was fucking phenomenal. And, and <laughs> I don't think anything was. had beaten it since. But I think this match did. We had, for the AEW Tag Team titles, Inside. Of a steel cage, which, just quick aside, I love the way they do their cage, dude. It's already put together at the top of the arena. They lower it down. They don't have to fasten anything. They do nothing. It literally fits yeah. neatly, snug around the ring, and then as soon as they're done, they pull it back up. They don't leave it there. Like, it's very well done. <laughs> And it's like a beefy looking cage too. It I is. like it's that. A clean it feels cage. like it's yeah. a cage. It's a yeah. clean looking cage. It feels more secure and more, I don't know, like an actual cage. It just it has a better look to it. Um, I don't know. I really like it. It's it's nice. This match was incredible. We had the Young Bucks defending the tag team titles against the Lucha Bros, who had won the uh, tag team eliminator tournament by defeating Jurassic Express on that rampage uh, back on August 27th. 22 minutes and five seconds. And man, I can't wait to watch this match again. Because I'm sure that I will see something I missed. I know for uh, a fact. Oh, 100%. I mean, it was action-packed. Um, it didn't stop. It never no. stopped. JR, I don't know who's legal. It doesn't matter, dude. They're all legal. <laughs> yeah. At this yeah. point, they're all legal. And it was, oh my God, this match just had. It was a bloodbath. So blood. much blood. So much blood. Way more than I thought we would get. Like, Well, that's why you couldn't, obviously, you know, with, with Penta wearing a mask. But he was cracked open pretty bad somewhere because he was bleeding all down his face and I can't believe that he was able to continue just wrestling and being able to see because, I mean, he had blood, like, all over his face. As did Ray Phoenix by the end of yeah. the match. Like, they both yeah. were a bloody mess. You know, the Bucks had, uh, thanks to Brandon Cutler, gotten uh, a shoe into the ring. A $5,000 Nike $5, with thumbtacks $5,000 Nike with a fucking, like, layer of thumbtacks glued to the bottom. And, man, that had to have hurt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's insane. The, the um, puddle of blood that was left from where, like, where Penta's face was at when they were doing the spot in the corner, when his face was, like, quote-unquote stuck to the boot or the shoe, but he was losing so much blood at that point that when they moved away from the corner, there was just, like, a puddle of blood there in the corner of the ring. Like, they had to have changed the mat after this match. <laughs> I mean, I would hope so. I mean, it. yeah, there was just an unbelievable amount of blood. Uh, you know, I, I knew that we were going to see some blood in this match. It just makes sense with a with a cage match. But like I said, I think there was a few shots that, that drew quite a bit of blood more than they were thinking. So amazing, you know, to not get lightheaded, to not let it, you know, blur your vision. I mean, this God, this was just one hell of a match. So many great spots. So many times I thought the Bucks won. So many times I thought... Uh, Pence and Phoenix won. I mean, it was just insane. And then there was one time I was like, yep, this this is it. The Bucks are going to retain. And I was sad. And then freaking they get, you know. I thought that too. I'm pretty sure it's the same moment that I thought they're going to fucking Probably. win this. That I yep. said that in Discord. I was like, they're actually going to fucking win this. And I knew that there was a chance that they could. Like, that's the thing. 
it wasn't a guarantee that the Lucha Bros were going to win this match. We all kind of assumed and thought they were going to, but it was never guaranteed because the Bucks are on top of the world right now. And it would have made sense for them to retain. It would have. No, it would have. You're absolutely right. And they could have moved on and done something else. Like, they could have had a story there. And we got to shout out Nick Jackson's beard. I hope you do that one day, Dan. <laughs> no. I'm I hope you I hope you dye anything. your beard black and then, you know, do the handlebar blonde mustache or whatever. That would no, be amazing. That, that was that was terrible. That was that would be ugly. amazing. My God, it was ugly. Yeah, I mean they, they definitely play the role of of douchebag tag team so well. Um yeah, yeah. They just I don't know. Like that's what uh me and my wife were having a conversation, you know, just talking about you know, just the elite in general with Omega and just all those guys and just like, they're just having fun. They're just being in the moment. They're being heels. They're having fun with it. And it just shows, you know, it's not like they're being forced, force fed storylines. They're not being forced, you know, being heel when they don't want to be heel. Like they just, they're just loving the ride that they're on. And then again, just having these debuts, CM Punk being there, being in Chicago, the debuts that we'll talk about later, just like, they're just having fun, man. Everybody's feeding off of everybody. You know, it's a team place. It's a team environment, man. And it just, it just shows everybody is having fun. Everybody wants everybody to go out there and put on a great match. Everybody wants to make everybody look good. And that's awesome. And we, we as consumers of this are, are, you know, enjoying it and we're reaping the benefits of it. How about the Lucha Bros entrance? (laughs) Yeah, that's fucking sick. It was so good. Yep. It was so good. I love the the live music, the the headpieces they were wearing, man. It was just, it was, it was awesome. Costumes were gorgeous. Like their headpieces were insane. They were gorgeous. Like No, and they take a lot of pride in that, man. That's what I like. You know, like they're very there's a lot of thought that goes into it, a lot of respect, a lot a lot of stuff about that. And that's that's what I like. And Penta's a big family man, dude. He's a big family man because Yeah. They finally did it, man. They finally did it. They got the tag titles. They fucking did. Which they deserve those titles, dude. Like, oh, 100%. They deserve those titles for a long time now. And I'm glad that they finally have them because I really feel like they are the best tag team in the world right now. I really feel like they are. They are, man. But I tell you what, with with a healthy Trent, I feel like best friends could be there. Yeah, yeah. In my as, opinion. As as the Bucks are up there too. Like the AEW tag division is still the best tag division in wrestling. Like there is not a single better tag division anywhere else. Uh no, I I I cannot argue. I cannot argue with that. I mean, you're absolutely right. But after the Lucha Bros did get the titles, uh, you know, they Pent is outside, like trying to get his family to come, like give him a hug and stuff. Yeah, they're, they're like, trying to rush. They're him trying off. to rush the show. <laughs> well, they're you know they got they got to keep the time and stuff, but <laughs> he wanted to give his family a hug, and I think they just ended up like taking them backstage with them. I think they didn't even go back into the crowd or whatever. But uh, what a match, dude! I love the spots. I loved everything about this. Like Ray Phoenix flying off the top of the cage, the Canadian Destroyer off the top rope to Matt Jackson. Like everything about this match was beautiful. It was so well done. It was. It really was. The spots, um, the the teamwork, and then the the, the solos, and just uh, yeah, it was all good. I, I got nothing. There's not one thing I can talk about. I, I honestly thought at one point we were gonna get a Canadian Destroyer off the top of the cage that's what i was thinking and i was like man how the fuck do you do that like i i don't know i was i, I really don't know thought if you we could like it. i think that might literally break your neck <laughs> yeah exactly i mean obviously there's a line to be drawn but yeah that might literally break your neck 
Um, but yeah, congratulations to Penta and Ray Phoenix capturing the AEW tag team titles. That is freaking awesome. And I don't think that hurts the Young Bucks at all, dude. Like, No, it doesn't. No. The elite, as we'll talk about in a little bit, is going to be just fine. They're it's gonna about be to get fine. more elite, guys. It's oh, yeah. about to get more elite. Yeah, they're going to be just fine. <laughs> the 21-woman Casino Battle Royale was next, and it was for a future AEW women's title shot. Uh, this one has not been confirmed yet when it's going to take place. And that's interesting because usually by now we know when. Like, they usually say during the show, you know, coming up on Dynamite or in two weeks, this person will get their title shot. They didn't do that this time. And I think that's because an actual, like, somebody that we thought had a chance to win actually did. So it might be saved for, like, a special Dynamite or something. But I love this Yeah, and we might get one. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I love this Battle Royal. Seven made a comment in Discord about how... Last time at Double or Nothing, you know, they had used the Battle Royal as the fourth match to kind of like cool down the show. And they were doing something similar here. And hopefully the show, you know, wouldn't lose momentum. Thank God it didn't. Like, that's what I was saying earlier. Even though the Casino Battle Royale was somewhat slower as as a Battle Royale would be, right? Like, I like the way they do it in that they do it by suit. So, like, you know, five come out and then they wait three minutes and then five more come out and then they wait three minutes and then five more come out. And then they do that one more time. I like that pattern. I think that makes sense. I like that they always have like a Joker card. I like the way they do their battle royals. I think it's really cool. Um, so for this, who do we have for? We had clubs first, if I remember correctly. Which uh, yeah, it you was. Are right, yeah. yeah, I think we have to sort this. How would we sort this on? I guess we could just sort it by. We'll just sort it by draw. So clubs was first, uh, which had Sky Blue, Abaddon, Emi Sakura, Hikaru Shida, and the Bunny. And poor Sky Blue, man. She didn't last more than a, like a minute. <laughs> no, she wasn't in there very long. Yeah, she was only in there like a minute after the the huge hometown reaction. You know, the, the super cool moment with Tony Khan inviting her into the Battle Royal because of the reaction she got. Even though she was only in there for a couple minutes at best, you know, she was the first one thrown out. And she got eliminated by Abaddon, who was in the same suit. Um, so she did not last the full three minutes. So it had to have been a minute and a half or less. Um, because of the reaction she got, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing more of her. And then she ends up with a contract. Uh, no, I agree. It's it, that sometimes is that's kind of what uh, AW seems to kind of do. You know, we kind of speculate. You know, are they gonna are we gonna get, they gonna become all elite? And then they they typically they typically do. They typically do. Uh, go watch the match that her and Red Velvet had at that uh, special Saturday Dark before all the pay per view. Um, she out wrestled Red Velvet, dude. She fucking performed her ass off and. I think she earned her spot in this battle royal, and really, out of that match, I think she earned a contract, so hopefully she gets it. Um, Abaddon's new hairdo is sick. <laughs> her, I mean... I love it. No, I do too, man. She's talented. The character, yeah, just her whole character just freaks me out, and I absolutely love it. I was sad she was thrown out so fast. Yeah, like, me too. Me too. The, the bunny dumped her out right after Abaddon had eliminated Sky Blue. So maybe we'll get something from that, though. Yeah, we I kind of want to see Abaddon, like, torture the bunny a little bit. That would bit. be kind of cool. That would be yeah, kind of neat. I think there could be some like comedic, but also some really cool things they could do. Like some dark fairy tale type stuff, maybe. That'd mm-hmm. be kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Emi Sakura was the next one thrown out at number three. And then we wouldn't get anybody else thrown out until after the diamonds would enter. The diamond suits had Kiara Hogan, Kylan King, Diamante, Anna Jay, and Nyla Rose. Um... Nyla Rose dominated this fucking battle royal, dude. And 
Jade Cargill, who we'll talk about when she comes out, like had some really good spots, but Nyla Rose was super impressive throughout this entire battle royal. Like from start to finish, as soon as she entered, she was really impressive. And yeah. everybody was wearing white. And I and I think we started noticing it when when she we wasn't did. wearing her typical like costume. Yeah. <laughs> her typical gear. Um yeah, she was wearing white. Uh the bunny was wearing white. Who else was wearing white? Big Swole was wearing white. I think Ty Conti had some white in her gear. She was, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people just, you know, sporting the white tonight. I don't know why. Um, I like that they had Kira Hogan and Diamante in the same suit. Yeah. They're, they're dating. I don't know. I thought it was cute. Oh, I guess I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I thought I, think, I thought that was cute. Um, I, I'm surprised Kira Hogan hasn't been signed yet either. Like, I was sure by now we would have seen a, you know, Kira Hogan is all elite gif or graphic. I'm surprised. I, I mean, maybe it's going to happen. I don't know. That'll There's happen. a lot going on. A lot going on. It'll <laughs> happen eventually. It'll happen eventually. Um, who was next? Hearts was next. That had Riho, Big Swole, Jamie Hayter, Penelope Ford, and Thunder Rosa. Penelope Ford and the Bunny did get to work together a little bit. Um, not too long. I no. think the, the Bunny was thrown out at number 11 by Anna J, who entered in this suit. So she would have had to have been thrown out during this three minutes. Um, so they didn't get to work together that long. And we kind of thought because they were talking about, you know, they were saying that they were the only legitimate team in the in the battle royal that maybe the inspiration, you know, uh, Cassie yeah. and, and Jessica McKay would show up. I don't know that they're ever going to, dude. Like, I don't know that they are in a hurry to or want to even. No, like, they're doing like they're making some kind of like tour or something. Yeah, they're they? doing their own thing. Like, yeah, which, you know, good for them. They're they're going on their like they're they're calling it like the inspiration tour or whatever, and they're going like different indie shows, and you know I, I'm sure they will show up in AEW one I day. I think so. We'll see them. It just might be a one or two off kind of thing. It might be, or it might not be for like a year or so, and then they just True. burst onto the scene. Yeah, like you know, because again, there's a lot going on. So yeah, we're you still know. waiting to see what Braun Strowman and Buddy Murphy are going to do. Like they've not shown up anywhere yet either. They have not. And man, do they even have a plate? I mean, I, I think they do. There could still be room. <laughs> it's getting crowded, though. Bray Wyatt's going to be there soon. You know they're not letting him go. Oh, yeah. He'll be, he'll for sure be there. Um. Okay, so we had Spades last, right? And that group had Ty Conti, Red Velvet, Layla Hirsch, Jade Cargill, and Rebel. Um. I loved the stuff that Jade and Nyla were doing. Uh, surprised that Nyla got the elimination on Jade Kind of relative, you know, so quick. I thought Jade would last a little longer than yeah. she did. Um, she was thrown out at 16. Like she made it until the Joker was out, right? I think Jade was still in there. Um, and man, the pop when Ruby Soho came out and debuted as the Joker card was beautiful. And she was so emotional when she walked out. You oh, could just course. see it in her face. You know, yeah. after, man, she was never given a shot in, in WWE. Like, she had one title shot, I think, against Charlotte years ago, where she lost relatively quick. And everything that they did for her in there, it just, they never, it never was anything. I mean, just, again, just, you know, rewind pre-AEW. Just imagine loving to do something, you know, loving to wrestle, loving to entertain, and then... And then not getting like, to do it. <laughs> and Yeah, and just not getting to do it. You know, the only place that was, like, big... Big, it was WWE. You know, you had your other places, but like big, you know, you made it when you were WWE. That's no longer the case anymore. And for her to come out and just be emotional again just just shows how much and how happy you see it. 
you see it. It's a great environment to be in. There's creative freedom. There's all kinds of other freedoms. Uh, so yeah, it's just like a, holy shit, I can finally do what I love to do. They can breathe. In a place they can that relax. I love to do. Exactly. You ain't got to worry about anything. You ain't worry about pissing Vincent Man off and getting fired. You just know, just have fun. Tony Khan yeah. just wants you to go out there and put on a good show. Exactly. Like, and that's what you should want to do. Yep. Like, so it's so cool. It um, is. You have to assume that, like, everybody wants to eventually go here, right? Like, you have to assume it'd be fucking stupid of you not to want to work for AEW. Correct. And that was, like, before Adam Cole. Well, you know, we were talking about Adam Cole and the, the there was a lucrative contract thrown his way about a million dollars. And it was like, there's yeah. no, you know, like there's no it, amount of money that I would, I would want to stay exactly. at this point. Money or happiness. And then, you know, Britt Baker is probably telling him about how great it's been there. So, man. And, and like, you know, when Justin was down here watching the man, he's like, do you think Edge will show up in a few years when his contract's up? I was like, you would think he would want to. I don't know, yeah. but you would think because he you know would he talks to. to Christian. You know he talks <laughs> yeah. to Christian. You know him exactly. and Christian probably talk, and Christian's probably talking about how great it is how and how more awesome relaxed it is. it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, look, so. God, I can't wait to talk about that match. But yeah, <laughs> this battle royal was excellent. Um, I was not expecting the way it was going to go. Big Swole was dumped out relatively early. You and I were banking on the you know title shot happening. Yeah, in like a I know. Week I sold you on that, but yeah, yeah, you sold me on that. <laughs> if I would have taken my, my original Thunder Rosa pick. I still wouldn't have won. No, but she was. Because, like I said, I was. She was, she was a runner up. Yeah, she was runner up. She doesn't need to win it, though, in my opinion. Thunder she does Rosa. not. She does right. not. Yeah. She is she is by far, besides Britt Baker and Riho, the most over female they have. Which, it yeah. always surprises me how big of a pop Riho gets every time she comes yeah. out. Like, yeah. as soon as her music hits, dude, it doesn't matter what city they're in, that crowd is on their feet, like, exploding. Like, oh, yeah. It's she, Riho just has, like, a super lovable personality. Like, she everybody does. Likes her. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody she can never her. be and heel. Great. There's no way. There's yeah. no way she could ever and be she's, heel. And she's relatively great in the ring. Like, you can't deny that. And I thought it was shocked. Like, I, 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 I don't know what I just said there. I was shocked that she only lasted like 30 seconds. Yeah, no, I agree. She was she was dumped pretty early. I wonder I wonder if she was meant to last longer because her and Jamie Hayter were doing something in the corner and she, like she just fell over the top rope. Like, I, I wonder mean, it's if possible. that was not planned. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you can't really undo that. You would think, yeah, you would think she would be lasting longer. But anyway, yeah, who was our final three? We had Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, and Ruby Soho as our final three. I was not expecting that. Um, I am I think it's awesome that the, that was our final three, though. Like, And it's honestly the right call as for the final three. Like, if you're talking about who should it be, I think it should have been these three. Like... Oh, no, I agree. Yeah. You know, for for a big time match, it should have been these three. You know, if it would have been like a throwaway match, then it would have been somebody like, you know, a big swole or something like that. But we're going to get a big time match out of this. So oh, no, we are. Yeah, we're going to we're in for a treat. Thunder Rosa single handedly got rid of Nyla Rose, which I thought was awesome. And that was her <laughs> yeah. only elimination of the night. That's crazy. Like, you know, she did. She came out the second to last. She was in the hearts group. So. She was in there for a decent amount of time. Um, just fucking amazing performance but from her. Like, the stuff that she was doing in there was awesome. The crowd was so behind her. But they were really behind Ruby Soho, too. So I'm oh, glad it yeah, was those were. two in the final. And uh, I, I like the way that they ended it with them, like, on the apron, just slugging it out. You didn't know who was going to win. Like, it could have been either one of them. And I didn't know. Like, it could have been either one of them. But Ruby Soho 
got the victory. And I think that's the first time the Jokers won. And I like that. Um, I don't, well, didn't Brian Cage, what it was, he wasn't a Joker, was oh, he? Oh, no. He was, they call, I think it, man, no, I think he was the Joker. Because he was the last was. one and he came in and then he won the chip and then had the title shot. Yep. So, yeah, he did. So, yeah, this is the second time now the Joker's won. But I like that. Like, no, you me know, too. You never know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. It's like the number no, 30 entrant surprise. of the Royal Rumble winning. You never know. Good happen. Yeah. Very true. Good happen. Uh, but I'm looking forward to Ruby and Britt. I think that'll be a great match. Yeah, me too. No, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, Soho's going to get a, a title shot. You know, she's going to get, she's going to have just the main title shots as she did in WWE. And she's only been <laughs> in there two for weeks who knows or three how, weeks exactly. or however long it takes. Yeah. Um, so. Will she win? Probably not. But I don't think it'll hurt her to lose either because she's getting the title shot because she won the Battle Royal. Exactly. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's, no, not, like she, it. it's not like she climbed the rankings and then is losing. She's getting Correct. the shot because of the Battle Royal. Yep. It won't hurt her to lose this one. Not at all. I agree. So, because I do think Thunder Rose is next in line. I would be. imagine. No, I agree with that. Has to be. Um, but yeah, excellent Battle Royal. Thought it was probably one of the better Battle Royals that they've done. So, really, really well done. Next up, we had singles action. We had Chris Jericho taking on MJF. And Jericho put his career on the line for this match. This match went way longer than I thought it would. 21 minutes, 15 seconds. But you know what, man? Even though there were some like sluggish, slow moments, I was entertained from start to finish. I was invested in this match because of what was on the line and the fact that I didn't know where they were going to go with it. Like, Correct. Yeah, they were doing a lot of talking about this last match. This is one of those, if Chris Jericho's actually going to retire, that's a big deal and super emotional for me who, you know, I'm a big Jericho fan. I've oh, yeah. I remember been following his... Yeah, I've been yeah. following his career since the WCW days. Like, I, I'm a Jericho fan. And, you know, if he's actually going to retire, that would have been sad. And, you know, that would have got to me. So I love the troll by MJF to start the entire thing oh, off doing the, my uh, God. Yes. the Y2J countdown yeah. old style. Uh, and then it shows up and, like, it almost kicks into, like, the, you know, break the walls down thing. Break but instead the it, walls down. It says, it says Chris Jericho's last match. Yeah. No, that was, that was and total then it kicks MJF. Into his theme and I just fucking yep. loved it. Like, total MJF, dude. He just is so perfect with the crowd. I love it. I absolutely love the way he is with the crowd. Oh, yeah. I mean, the crowd, and he gets in everybody's face, uh, yep. you know, when he's somebody's walking Somebody's going to the... swing one day, man. Somebody's going to swing. Uh, you yeah, think somebody gonna... would. You would. Somebody, I mean, somebody's gonna, he's going to walk up to some drunk hillbilly one day, and they're going to exactly. swing, dude. They're yep. going to swing. And, somebody's going to take their shot. Security's going to be all over that poor fan who just swung because of MJF taunting him. <laughs> yeah, he'll never, I mean, he'll never be allowed in the AEW show, but who knows? Maybe it might, who knows? Yeah. Oh, man. I loved MJF's entrance. I loved his robe. He was just, he looked like a new oh, yeah. tonight, man. Yep. MJF is awesome. Doesn't even need to be in the title picture and still is nope. fucking awesome. He plays his role so well. Yep. Uh, Chris Jericho, another live theme entrance tonight. We had uh, one of the guitarists from Fozzie, not Rich Ward, the other guy. I don't remember his name. Uh, playing Jericho down to the ring uh, just on guitar with the fans actually singing the theme again. And I loved it. I loved the entrance yeah, to this. It was so yeah, good. It was a really cool moment for sure. Having that played live, that guitar riff played live and having the crowd sing along you again, the Chicago crowd just doing such a great job. It, it was awesome. It was Billy a goosebump Gray. moment. Billy Gray is his name. Okay. Had to look it up. Yeah. I had to look it up. Um, yeah. Like I said, even though there were some like slow moments through this match, I was thoroughly entertained start to finish. I thought this was awesome. 
I loved when they got to the end and, you know, they had MJF use Floyd the Bat. Um, You know, they did a little spot and then they had MJF go for the cover and then Jericho gets his foot on the rope at two and a half, but Aubrey doesn't see it. And I thought, you know, that that could have continued the story right there. Like, no, they it could have. You're absolutely right. They could right. have had MJF walk off with the victory. They didn't need to have another referee. I think it was Paul Turner who had uh, who had come down because Wardlow had tried to make his presence known, but rock hard, Jake Hager made the uh, made the stop. <laughs> make sure that wasn't going to happen. Nice to see those two beefcakes on the show pounding on each other once again. Um, but because of that, there were some referees kind of like out at ringside. And the match sort of ended like within like a minute or damn eh, maybe like two minutes or so after the those two kind of like yeah it off wasn't to the back. long yeah it was pretty it was relatively quick thereafter so the referee you know one of them who had came out to like kind of separate him was still out there and he goes up to Aubrey he's like hey you know Jericho got his foot on the ropes and they actually restarted the match I thought they were you know I I was glad they didn't do like a Jericho roll up and pinning MJF quickly right away no I agree yeah that would have kind of sucked. Yeah, you know, we did get a little bit more of the match from there, but I was actually surprised that Jericho got the victory via the uh, the Lion Tamer. Like, am I glad? Yeah, I'm glad. I didn't want to see Jericho retire yet because I think, you know, I, I think he maybe is going to take a step back, and he has been, right? He only wrestles... Well, the well, labors of Jer- the, the labors of Jericho, sure. Yeah, but I mean, before really that, was he, he wasn't butt. he wasn't going, but except for like you know specials and, and pay per views and stuff. And I assume that's what he's going to go back to at this point. Like we're not going to see him so wrestling too. on Dynamite and Rampage every single week. No, I mean he's definitely even from his when he had his AEW title reign. You know he's lost a bit of a step. And uh, granted, I mean he's been doing this. I can't remember they showed how many matches this was his. I can't remember what career match it was. So he's got. You know, he's got some years under his belt, so. But I don't want to see him retire yet. Like, I think no, there could still be I, he's still got some value. good Chris Jericho matches. Exactly. No, I agree. No, there's still value there. We just need to, you're right, you know, uh, roll in and back a little bit and, yeah, just get a little less. Just get more, focus on more high-quality matches, just spread out, you know, exactly. a little bit more. Exactly. So, you know, probably the right call to have Jericho go over here. And um, hopefully, this has to end it. Like, Hopefully. Yeah, MJF needs something else. Of of the pinnacle versus the inner circle. Like, after Jericho came, you know, after Jericho won, the entire inner circle came down to, like, celebrate, and you're like, heel turn? But... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was waiting. I mean, it could have been. I mean, you never know. Yeah, they could have attacked Jericho. You never know. Yeah. You never know. So... Um... But yeah, I'm glad Jericho won because I do think, no, me you know, too. With, with the influx of talent that's coming in right now, there could still be some good Jericho matches down the line. Next up, we had our biggest anticipated match probably of the night, singles action. CM Punk taking on Darby Allen. Why this was not the co-main event blows my mind. I have no idea. This could have even been the main event because of how over CM Punk was the entire match. Um, this was great, dude. 16 minutes, 40 seconds, according to Wikipedia. And CM Punk not lost a step. Thank God. We were wondering. No. He's still got it, man. Yeah, uh, he does, man. It's, uh, you know, he's, yeah. you could tell he's a little older. You of can course. See it. Of you course. You can see it. But man, can he still go and can he still sell and can he still just make you invested? Well, that's what I'm saying. The storytelling that he does in the matches is just ridiculous. Yep. yep. Um, he just and, and Darby's so good at it too. Like Yeah, I mean how cool. Again, Darby Allen got to wrestle CM Punk. You would have thought seven years ago. I don't know what Darby where Darby Allen was at seven well, years did you ago. Hear on commentary, did you hear on commentary they said that CM Punk's last match was seven years ago? Darby's first match 
was like a few months after CM Punk's last match. Oh, wow. Okay. Holy shit. So he's only been wrestling for a little around that time. So just think that seven years ago, would Darby Allen have said, you know, that he would be having CM Punk's return match? Exactly. Uh, it's just in Chicago, in front of the home crowd, you know? So, I mean, there's a little bit of added pressure there. Um, yeah, this this was this was a great match. I, I think it ended the way it needed to end. You know, obviously I picked Darby Allen to win. You picked CM Punk, but I think you said if I would have picked CM Punk, you would have picked Darby Allen. Yeah, it was literally I didn't know because you said Darby Allen first, so I went CM yeah, Punk. Yeah, correct, exactly. So I think we were both on the Had same you page. You said of this Punk, match. I would have went Darby Allen. Exactly, correct, exactly. Like, so I didn't know where to go, and I still feel like it could have went either way. Like there were times where. I thought Punk was going to put Darby over. I did. Yeah. No, I did too. I did too. Punk's still so good at kicking out at the last second, man. He's great at it. He was wearing trunks, or not trunks, uh, pants tonight, which, it it worked. It worked. Yeah, give me like an edge vibe to it. Yeah, a little bit. Like, uh, you know, it was weird at first when I first saw it because I wasn't used to it, but I was used to it by the end of the match. Like, at least he wasn't wearing a shirt like Sev said. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been completely weird. But as Um, you said, he was still in super shape. Like he trained for the Oh no, man. He looks good. And it's not like, you know, he was just sitting on his ass for seven years. Correct. Drinking Pepsi. He was training. Drinking Pepsi, eating Swiss rolls and streaming on Twitch like Dan. Correct. Yeah. I mean, he's in a lot better shape than I am. (laughs) Um, Yeah. He's been training UFC, you know, so... Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, I just the yeah the crowd just and I'm sure super emotional for him. You know, I'm sure when he gets back home and just kind of has a moment to himself or you know the car ride back home or something, man, it's probably gonna hit him a lot. You know, the adrenaline. Oh yeah. Um, so very emotional, I'm sure for him, um, for sure. Got to shout out Darby skateboard. That was a sick yeah. deck, dude. You think that Darby did that deck. artwork on his own? Because I would say probably right, exactly. Yeah, that would that definitely was custom. Like he did yeah. that himself. Um, yeah, super cool, super talented, yeah. super cool skateboard. I really, really was into this match. Um, I thought maybe you know because they gave CM Punk the victory. You know, we got the we got the GTS several times during the match. Actually, um, the one where Darby kind of stumbled to the outside. I like when they do that, and it, it just like really got the crowd all fired up because you think, oh man, here we go, and then. Oh, he's yeah. out on the outside of the ring. But, yeah. Uh, no, they did. They did that. I liked the, how they did that, though. That was that was perfect. Me too. Um, but yeah, you know, CM Punk getting the victory, as we talked about on the last episode, it doesn't really hurt Darby Allen at this point. So I think it is cool that they gave Punk the victory here. The crowd was totally into it. So it made sense. Um, I thought we might get a debut after this. Like, you know, we were thinking somebody might show up to either challenge Punk or attack Punk or something. But... Uh, they didn't. They had Sting come out. I hope, you know, you know, Sev said no, but I hope we get CM Punk versus Sting before Sting retires because that's never happened before. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's on a, you know, CM Punk bucket list. I'm You would have to think, right? Like he's the fucking he's the icon, dude. He's the stinger. Of yeah. course, you'd want to wrestle him at least once just to say you did. Correct. Just to yeah, say you were I, in there with Sting. Like, yeah. If you could wrestle Ric Flair, I'm sure you'd want to just to say you wrestled Ric Flair. So please don't. Please don't put Ric Flair in the ring. In the <laughs> no. He's he's going to, though. We're going to see Ric Flair uh, versus yeah, Kenny I know. Omega. He's gonna, yeah, we're going to yeah. see Ric Flair versus Kenny Omega oh, God. At, some point in, at some point in the future. Oh, we will see Ric Flair versus Kenny That's Omega. That's going to be rough. Based on, based on the Andrade stuff that happened at Triple Mania, we will see that match. Um, but yeah, kind of like what they did here. You know, they kind of Punk and Sting kind of showed respect toward one another. Darby pulling himself up. CM Punk showing respect to Darby. 
um, I liked it. It was cool. And now we just got to wonder, well, where's Punk going to go now? What what match is he going to take on next? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, who knows? Is it because be you know he's got a talent? checklist. You know he's got a checklist oh, of people course. he wants yep, to work with. Course. So uh, I can't imagine they're going to thrust him into a title picture anytime soon. So we'll probably, I don't know. I'm curious. He did mention Ricky Starks. Hmm. He did. He did. And that would be some good, there'd be some good promo work there. Maybe maybe yeah. they could do something for the FTW title. Nah, I guess they could, yeah. You know, CM Punk did debut for WWE under the ECW brand. Taz has some oh, yeah. to ECW. Oh, wow. yeah. True, yeah. I mean, there, there could be some storytelling there. Taz could get involved. Taz and CM Punk could go back and forth on the mic a bit. That could be good. That could be it. That could be real good, yeah. Yeah, that could be it right there. I think Punk and Starks would be an awesome match for, for Full Gear. I think that'd be great. That'd be yeah. awesome. Uh, but yeah, Darby's got to, you know, we'll see. He, he'll bounce back. Like, I'm not worried about him at all. Oh, no, of course. Yeah, he'll be fine. Not worried about him at all. Uh, next up, we had singles action. I was surprised this was co-main eventing, dude. I, I couldn't believe they saved this to the second to last. We had Paul White taking on QT Marshall, who was out there with Aaron Solo and Nick Camarado. Uh, I wasn't thinking this was going to be a squash match. I really wasn't. When we said that, I thought, you know, we, we both thought this match had more potential than I think it delivered on. The match yeah. felt slow. It felt off. Like, definitely QT Marshall is not... I, I don't know that it was his fault. I don't. No, I don't think it was. Uh, I think this was a little bit of, like, you know, Paul White wanted to get back in the ring and show that he and had I get something it. left. Yeah, no, I, get I totally it. get it as well. I totally he, get it. He looked um, fine for a seven-foot giant who's aging. He looked fine. Who had hip surgery. Who had hip surgery not that long ago. He looked fine. Yeah. But you could tell he had lost a pep in his step. You know, he was slower in the ring. He, you know, everyone used to say big slow. Well, he certainly was moving around slower than he ever used to. And I think that just hurt the flow of the match. Will Paul White wrestle often? Absolutely not. I don't think so. I think it'll be special occasions like this. And I yeah. think the only reason this match happened was because of the storyline with the factory, Cutie Marshall, Tony Schiavone, what's going on there? So, like, this made sense for Paul White to get into the ring. Maybe it made sense to keep it around the three-minute mark. Maybe that's why they did, because that's maybe the extent of what he can do. You know what I mean? No, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, he he clearly, you know, didn't, like you said, big, slow, you know, whatever. But I, I think this it's still cool that he was able to get in the yeah, ring. And, great and, that and he was able to get in there. He looked like he was having fun. Yeah, exactly. QT Marshall that, sold it like a fucking Oh, no, dude. yeah. Hats off to QT Marshall, man. Taking I mean, those yeah, chops. He, yeah, Jesus, Karamani, yeah. We don't want to be taking chops like that. Getting his ass kicked with his studs, uh, study trunks on. I loved his trunks, dude. They they were <laughs> blinged out. I loved it. I just like he's such a. I mean, you know, the the bucks are fucking douchebags, but he is too, and he's got that same character. And no, I just he really, does. I really he's like very it. arrogant, and he pulls it off very well. Yeah. Ooh, so arrogant. I, That's good. He's like uh, he's like a modern day Rick Martel. Ooh, you're absolutely right. Yep, I like as that comparison. As soon, as soon as you said arrogant, I was thinking like the arrogant spray that Rick Martel used to have like yeah. back in the early 90s when yeah. he was the model Rick Martel. That's sort of, man, yeah, he's got that like arrogant smugness about him. You're right. I like that. That's a, He's like a modern day Rick Martel. He really is. I wish, and I maybe maybe we'll be getting there, but I, I would like to see QT Marshall do a little bit more, have maybe a more like high profile. I think we're getting there. I think yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, I think it's a like, slow build. Like, a lot of people weren't really familiar with QT Marshall. And I, I think, you know, as we get more introduced to him, he's great, dude. And no, he's he only is. 36. Like, yeah. he's our age. He still has several, several years left. And he could 
I mean, he could be he could be a top contender at one point. Like I could see him getting a main event match at some point because no, he's good. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah he's he good. is. He's good on the mic. Just like I said, that arrogant swag that he has. He sells very well. He wrestles. You know, well. I, don't, I don't know that it would be against Kenny Omega, but no, I could see QT I, no. Marshall main eventing a show at some point. I could. No, I agree. Like yeah, as with a contender. Would, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I think he's definitely got the talent. Like as the top heel or something. Yeah. When I point. think he can make a huge. I think he could be the top heel of AEW. Yeah, That's for like much, uh, for a program like three, four months or whatever, like they could yep. treat him as the top heel. And yep. I think it could work. I do. I 100% think it could. I, I'd like to see it. It, yeah. it just would It just would need the right champion. It would have to be a face. Agreed. Yes. Yeah, no, it would have I to be a face. Um, but I would have faith in Tony Khan and, you know, whoever the storytellers are to figure that out. Because I wonder if it would it. work if it was Adam Page. I wonder if it would work if it was Adam Page. Trying to think. <sighs> it could. It could. <sighs> but I think it would work better for somebody we're going to mention here soon. <laughs> Let's move on to the main event. We've got... For the AEW World Heavyweight title, 21 minutes, 20 seconds of just an incredible, incredible match. Kenny Omega defending against the Impact World Champion, who wore the title to the ring. See, I don't know why Mox didn't wear the GCW title, man. Christian Cage wore the uh, the Impact title, but I guess they have a, I guess they have a better relationship with Impact, I guess, probably. Um, I yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, anyway. Well, and then while well, the the belt, I guess, might have still been made up from uh, Matt Cardona would, had one. But made it would have been funny if he would have brought true, Cardona's yeah. title, like because Cardona's title was so obnoxious. He had a spinner on there. He had the, oh, the middle fingers, the universal like yeah. word on there. Like he knew what he was doing. Oh, he yeah, knew what 100%. he was doing. He knew yeah. what he was doing. Um, but yeah, I I this match, I knew it was going to be good. I think it was better than their Rampage match. I really do. And I was wondering if they'd be able to because that Rampage match was so great. I'm glad they were. Again, um, Christian Cage hadn't wrestled in seven years and he just may invented AEW pay-per-view. Like, and the, I, and I, the I, best AEW pay-per-view that we've ever seen. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. He was the, the main, main event and he was yeah. like a big deal. And yeah, correct. Awesome. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome because no, he is yeah, he a big deal. It. He Hell is yeah, a big is. deal. He's a big name. And like he's a, he was a big signing when they got him earlier this year. So they should be promoting the shit out of this. And they should like I'm so happy for him, dude, because, you know, not only did he have that incredible match with Omega a couple weeks ago to get the impact title, but this was an incredible match where, man, Justin was so into it, man. Like he he was rooting for Christian to win hardcore because, you know, he was familiar with Christian. So correct. Yeah, you know, he, he was rooting for him. But like he was so into it, like. Christian sells so well. It was so he does so good, dude. Yeah, it was so good. Um, yeah, I I love this match more than I thought I would. I knew it was going to be a great match because there. Were, I mean, again, there were times where I thought, "Holy shit, Christian's about to win the AEW title!" Like, "Holy shit, they're going to do it." Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, just Omega, man. Just again, the storytelling, just the chemistry. It's like, man, I almost feel like AEW could almost put any two people together and ride it out for a few months and it'd just be great. I mean, it's just it's just insane. It just works. It just the freaking spot, works. The spear off the table, man, off the ring, onto the table. Christian kind of fucked his ribs up there, but that was a great spot. I mean, the damn one-winged angel off the freaking top rope. I mean, just there's so many good spots, man. And just, yeah, Christian, I don't know. How old is Christian? Like 40, let's see here. 
Yeah. 47. 47. Yep. I mean, that's just, man, 47, man. He's still got it, dude. He's still fucking got it. Oh, yeah. Still got it. I'm I'm so glad that they chose to, like, go with, because we weren't sure, right? We weren't sure what was going to main event. Well, um, again, I think it's smart that they did it that way. Again, you know, CM Punk, so we're getting those fans that we haven't got. You know, again, we talked at the beginning of this. We're, we're very curious to see how what the buy-ins buy for these pay-per-view was. I'm very curious to see the numbers. So I think it's smart to have a familiar face, Christian, in the, uh, you know, main event of this pay-per-view because there's a lot of, you know, casuals that are coming over for the first time. There's a lot of people that probably just watched their very first AEW pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it was a great one to watch. And hopefully, they were blown away because I was. I, I don't know how you could rip again the QT Marshall, you know, Paul White match. Sure, you could rip that, whatever. But like, from start to finish, even the pre-show buy-in, whatever you want to call it. I mean, this was, <laughs> this was unfucking believable. And then you get the end. After. Yeah, so let's talk about it. So we get an incredible match. You know, we get the One Winged Angel, and as we know so far, nobody kicks out of the One Winged Angel. So as soon as that happened, you know Kenny Omega's retaining. There's no doubt. I mean, I mean, there's no way Christian Cage is going to be the one to kick out first. Like, correct? Yeah, not going to happen. It's going to be somebody. It's going to be gee, me. I don't. It's going to be Dan. <laughs> <laughs> is thirty six year old? Is thirty six years old? Just too late to start my professional wrestling career. Start training now. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I was going to say, you know, maybe it'd be Hangman, but I don't even know if it'll be Hangman, dude. I don't even know if he'll be Hangman. I don't even know if Omega connects it on Hangman if Hangman dethrones Omega because I don't know that they give that yeah. up because it's so right. protected and so special that nobody's kicked out of that finisher. Correct. Um, I don't know that you ever get rid of that. It's cool. Like that's almost like the Undertaker streak. They never should have broken it. So no, they shouldn't have. Um, this match was great. Kenny Omega retains as we thought he would, um, because we know that you know Christian's not gonna not gonna get lightning in a bottle twice. So no. Omega is the right call here. And then as we get the good brothers and the bucks, you know, as they stumble down to the ring after getting their ass handed to them previously, uh, Omega starts calling for a mic as everybody starts beating on Christian. So, you know, going into the show, there's been so many rumors flying abound about who all is going to show up, you know, body slam.net's reporting Brian Danielson, uh, so many places are talking about Adam Cole. Obviously, Braun Strowman's name is still floating around. Buddy Murphy, who I think is going by Buddy Matthews now, his name is still floating around. Those two might end up at Impact at this point. I don't know. Like, I mean, they could end up at Impact with a few like run-ins crossover with matches. AEW. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's the great po- thing. That's possible. I mean, I still think it's possible that St- Strowman, especially, I still think it's possible to join because he is so different from everybody else that's joining that I think there's room for him. Buddy Murphy is the one I think that should go to Impact. Like, I think he would be better off there. Gotcha. And then maybe, come to, a- maybe the come to AEW later or something. Because right now, I mean, there's just no no more room for somebody else that is so similar to what they're already adding. But Strowman, Strowman yes, because again, he's different. He's a monster, right? Correct, monster yes. among men. Who I think is, yeah. I think his name is going to be Titan now. Um if, if okay. we go by his social media posts. But anyway, Omega's on the mic. Christian's getting his butt kicked still. He's laying in the middle of the ring. And Omega's like, I told you guys, you know, there's nobody better. I'm the best. Talk about best in the world. I'm right here. I'm the champion. And then Dan Adam Cole, baby, shows up. Strutting down to the ring. We didn't get his old Ring of Honor theme. That's okay. Still great theme. 
Is it on YouTube yet? I hope it is. Well, yeah, because uh, wasn't it? Uh, it was. Uh, it's it on like there. Rage Against the Machine. It's on there. Was Let's, it Rage Against the Machine? Because it's all all about the boom. Um, doesn't say who it is. I have a feeling it's just they're like in house dude. Like they're just they have an incredible I don't know, musician. Man, it gave me. It sounded like freaking Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> Either way. It's our theme song of the week, and it is badass, dude. All about the freaking boom. Uh, Adam Cole, baby, fucking is here in AEW. We got to order the shirt. He's got an incredible shirt. It's not on shopaew.com yet. Yeah, I was yet. looking right now. I they already do have the checked. Eddie Kingston Redeem these Nuts. Redeem these Nuts. That That's a fucking awesome shirt. Now you could wear that to work. <laughs> yeah, I could totally wear that to work. Yeah, I <laughs> um, But yeah, we got to get the Adam Cole is all elite or what? What is it? What? What is? I fucking. I, it was all elite, but it was like it wasn't like the traditional like all elite. So you know what's um what was it all elite. I was looking to see if I could watch the video. I know. I got to like, I forget what his all, it says all elite baby. That's what it That's says. That's right. Yeah. That's what it says. So yeah, we're like, holy shit, he's in AEW. Like, fuck. Yeah. Like, fuck, he's here, man. He's here, you know? And, you know, I, Justin had never seen Adam Cole before. Again, you know, oh, man. Un- unfamiliar, lapsed wrestling fan, hasn't watched in 10 plus years. So, you know, Adam Cole was floating around on the indie scene in Ring of Honor when, or maybe even earlier than that, last time Justin was watched wrestling. So I was explaining the, you know, the significance of this and how, you know, he was like one of the hottest things that WWE had and they just let him walk out, you know, contract expire. Literally, literally a week ago, and here he is. Like, his contract expired, what, on the 27th? So, eight days ago, nine days ago, as of the pay-per-view. You know, we were thinking he was going to be in Chicago. We were thinking maybe on Dynamite or something, but the right call. You know, save it for the pay-per-view. We were getting teases of all these surprises, and they delivered, man. We got Adam Cole showing up. And we think he's going to go down there. You're right. Challenge Kenny Omega. Oh, no, man. No, no, no. no. He's he's elite, dude. They're yeah. friends. And yeah. he's back with the elite. Yeah. And I am so excited about this. Super kick jungle boy. Super kick jungle boy. Adam Cole is a much better heel than he is a face. He is just, he's going to take over, dude. Like, oh, dude, I am so excited. I am so excited for him, and I am so excited for AEW. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be, you know, Elite was already building a great team, obviously, with everybody they had and the, the douchebag and the arrogance that they personify. And now, yeah, the, Adam Cole is part of that. Like, holy shit, you know, there's going to be a lot of more cockiness there. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited. You know, he was he was such an integral part of the Bullet Club, like when the Bullet Club was at its heyday. So it's really we're we're pretty much back at that at this point. Like, you know, we're we we're there. We've got Omega, we've got the Bucks, we've got the Good Brothers, we've got Adam Cole. We just need like Tamatanga and Tonga Loa. We need the girl as a destiny back, and we pretty much have the bullet club as it was like six, seven years ago. And that's fucking amazing. Like well, we would need AJ Styles too, who I hope lets his WWE contract expire and, and gets a run I in AEW. I thought he before. signed like a five year deal like not too long ago, though. But contracts are meant to be broken. Contract? I mean, he could get released for all we fucking know. He could. Because <laughs> like, they fucking released Bray Wyatt, so you never know. <laughs> yeah. you never know. But I hope Styles gets a run in AEW before he retires. Um, but anyway, we got Adam Cole back with the Elite. That's why I was saying earlier, even though the Bucks lost those tag titles, the Elite's going to be just fine, dude. They're going to bounce back, just like uh, just like Darby Allen's going to bounce back from the loss to CM Punk. I'm so excited to see, like, what is Adam Cole going to do, right? Like, yeah, he's clearly not going to challenge for the title because 
his friend has it. So he's just there because his friends are. And I like that storytelling. It makes sense because it would probably happen legitimately, right? Like your friends are there. Why wouldn't you go there? Your fiance is there. Why wouldn't you go there? And she did a Panama sunrise during her match. Clearly yeah, indicating Adam Cole's going to yeah. be there. Correct. So even though they called it a Pittsburgh sunrise, I, well, I mean, it's quick. Come on. Yeah. It's the fucking Panama sunrise. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Nah, I mean, yeah, it was it was really cool. Uh, really cool moment for him to come out, especially, you know, considering, you know, yeah, how many weeks ago he was in a WWE NXT ring. So I'm sure this one probably made Triple H cringe a little bit. Oh, um, yeah, dude. Um, So we get the typical, you know, elite closing of a pay-per-view or a show. Kenny Omega getting ready to bid us, you know, good night, goodbye, good adieu, you know, give a kiss and bang, whatever. But before they get to finish, goosebumps. Yeah. Dude, I couldn't. I, I knew it was going to happen because of the way they did this. Like, I, you just, you could tell. You could feel it in the air, right? And Brian Danielson is there as well. And he's there. And it looks like he's next up. I think he's challenging Omega next, dude. I think he's yeah. gonna. I think he's gonna get right into the title picture. No, I agree. I mean, you don't just have him come out like that to not have a title match. And I, like... I know that we're at this point where like wins and losses and rankings and working your way up, but this is Brian Danielson. I don't know that that matters at this point for him. And I don't think the crowd really cares for him. Like his reaction was about as loud as CM Punk's when he came back. Oh no, it was a very, very big reaction. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Like, and this, this is the mind blowing thing, dude. Like, as I said, I don't think we've seen a better pay-per-view for professional wrestling in a long time. Yeah, it's it's been a long damn time. I'm talking 20 plus years. I don't think we've seen a better pay-per-view from start to finish where the crowd was. This was like, this was an ECW pay-per-view in its heyday in like the late 90s. This was an Attitude Era pay-per-view. Like, this was perfect. This, I'm excited. Like, Full Gear could be... Danielson and Omega. Could you know be. what's crazy? Crazy about all this? Is Hangman Page wasn't in this pay-per-view whatsoever. But he's not oh, I disappeared. Know. Like, no. he's going to be back in the mix. And that's what's exciting yeah. is that, like, even without star power like that, like, you know, nobody got to chant cowboy shit tonight. And usually that's, a you know, he's there to kick off the show because he always puts on an excellent match. It wasn't needed tonight. And I think as we go into our star rating for for this pay-per-view, this is a five out of five pay-per-view, dude. I can't say otherwise. Um, I agree. I can't say it, otherwise. I was I had my hope my hopes were high and everything delivered. I was not disappointed. Like No, I wasn't at all. Everything we thought, everything we were hoping for was there. Yeah. We had Adam Cole. We had Brian Davidson. We had Ruby Soho. We had fucking everything, dude. This was a five-star pay-per-view. I am so excited to find out like what the buy rate is. I hope it does well. This yeah, was the first time really it was available hoping. on Fight here in the U.S. as well, which yeah, is like uh, a pretty big deal. So no, you can get it now here too. on like traditional pay-per-view or Fight or Bleacher Report, which is hell. I still use Bleacher Report. Um, but I can't wait to see because... 
you know, just looking at the crowd, looking at the way this pay-per-view ended, all the star power on the stage with Kenny Omega, the Bucks, Adam Cole, the Good Brothers, Don Callis, and then you have all this star power in the ring, Brian Danielson, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Christian Cage. AEW is so exciting, dude. And the crowd, like, just on fire. You have to assume everybody from WWE was watching, and they had to have been blown away. They had to have been hanging their head in shame. Like, they've not done anything remotely as exciting in about 25 years. No, I mean, I I can't argue with any of that. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm assuming there were some people, I would like to think one would be Dolph Ziggler. Um... Yeah, there was there was a lot of WWE eyes. Why on can't this I paper be there? Why can't that be me? Look how much fun they're having. Look at Danielson's fucking huge ass smile as he walks out from the tunnel, and then the crowd starts chanting AEW, and he's trying to get them to chant it louder. Like, yeah, he's so yeah. happy to be there. He's yeah. so glad to break the chains from WWE. He gets to wrestle in Japan. He gets to do what he wants. He gets less dates. He's making the same amount of money. We need a Danielson shirt. We need, he was just wearing a fucking, you know, white t-shirt tonight. We need a yeah. Brian Danielson shirt. Yeah, he wasn't wearing anything, yeah, anything special. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm definitely going to be placing uh, an AEW shirt order uh, very soon. Uh, yeah, it's, this is crazy, man. This is, like I said, the tides, the tides are changing. I can't the tides wait, are changing. Dude. Like, I mean, and as we keep saying, as we said after CM Punk debuted, it's not going to slow down. Like the the landscape of AEW as of September sixth. You know, the pay per view's over. We're on the next day. It's officially Monday. I start my new job today. We're recording way later than I thought we were going to. This is an hour and a half episode. You realize yeah, why we didn't? You realize why we didn't talk about the other shows at this point? Now we would have been going for two and a half hours. Yeah, we'd have been here for three hours. <laughs> I got to go to bed soon. I still have to take a shower. I got to get up at fucking seven in the morning. But um, it's the first time I've had to say that in a long time. I, uh, I'm i so excited about the landscape of AEW. Like, it is so different at this point. Like, it is so shaken up. Like, there's main eventers now that weren't there three hours ago. Because how could you say Adam Cole and Brian Danielson aren't already main eventers at some level because they are so yeah i i mean it's yeah it's we're we're about to well yeah we're we just keep getting better and better man cm punk yeah adam cole daniel or brian danielson uh i mean you know bray wyatt or whatever he's gonna yeah, call himself I mean, is, is, gonna, is gonna be there uh, by by full gear he'll be there right like he may debut at full gear i don't know but like his, his non-compete was supposed to be up on the fourth or the fifth like one day prior to the pay-per-view now it's going to be like the week prior so he could show up on a dynamite or something at this point but they might hold him off to show up at the pay-per-view but i don't know that we get any other like outside of Strowman, who i think is still a possibility b- between now and then that might be it like we might not be looking at any more big acquisitions for a little while, and I think that's yeah, okay. I mean, because no, I think it is too. You don't want to just keep shoving. We have an roster right now. Yeah. We have an excellent roster and amazing matches that we get to look forward to. But that doesn't mean we still can't get crossovers. That doesn't mean we still can't get surprises like the Minoru Suzuki thing. Like he's not signed to AW, but that's still like a holy shit moment that we can get. Like you know, they could still have somebody like that show up on a Dynamite or a Rampage or a Pay Per View, but not have them be all elite. Like Cardona could show up again or something, or we get Nick Gage again or something, or 
you know, like I said, they could even do another thing where they have another impact star show up. Like we get Deanna Perrazzo against Britt Baker or something. Like I'm, I want to see that. So yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, uh, we don't have that, to have them again, signed. We don't have to have yeah. them signed to be nope, there. Nope. Uh, and that's the great thing uh, that we can share this across all these promotions um, and have so many, so many different possibilities. It's insane. So yeah, it's it's it already is exciting, and it's only going to get more exciting uh, as we we go on this is yeah i mean who knows what kind of matches we're going to be talking about in the next aw pay-per-view that i know i can't at this point i would hate no idea i would hate to be somebody that had to like look into a crystal ball and try to predict full gear at this point because i i couldn't do it like I couldn't even begin to tell you what I think one match will be at this point. Yeah, yeah, there's I have no, no speculation. Idea. No. Five-star pay-per-view. Yeah, five fucking stars. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait to see crazy. what's next. It's fucking crazy. All right, Dan. I think that's going to do it for this one. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, I think it's time to hot tag. And you're actually, the, the roles have been reversed. I know. You're the one getting up for work. I got I to gotta get up. Me. You, you get the day up. off. It is Labor Day. Yeah. yeah. It is Labor in. Day. So I have to get up and... Start putting together my store. Um, actually start getting on the workforce again. So I probably won't get this posted till later in the day tomorrow, but that's okay. That's okay. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Blood and Destroyers, an all-elite wrestling podcast made possible, of course, by LowerDownGames.com. Want to help us and grow the show? Subscribe and spread the word. Details on ways to do just that can be found in the show notes on whichever podcast app you've chosen to listen to us on. Theme song of the week this week, it was my choice, and I've already given it away. I mean, how can it be anything <laughs> other? We're going to go with Adam Cole's theme. All about the boom. Now hit the music, baby. You know it's all about the boom!